And good morning, everyone. Uh, welcome to what is, I believe, the 52nd edition of the Men's Mental Health Show here on RBM 89.1. Uh, it's a bit of a chill out there this morning. Um, it's right on 11am and we've got a pretty good show ahead uh, for you all today. Um, so thank you for joining us, uh, those that uh, are listening in live on air and, uh, and also too welcome to those that uh, are hearing this back on the podcast, uh, both here in Australia and overseas. Uh, I'm your guest, uh, Spillo, Bradley Spillane, and um, as always I'm joined by my esteemed co-host and psychotherapist, Bodie Marzen. How are you, Bodster? I'm good. Uh, now, Adam Phillips said... There's no cure for being on earth. So let's chew on that uh, during our hour and a half. Okay, I like it, Bodes. Okay, beautiful. Um, before we sort of get going today, I just want to mention a couple of things. Of course, we're brought to you by uh, uh, the, the Men's Mental Health Show. is brought to you by uh, my good mate uh, down there at uh, Mounties Group and the Mounties Board, Dale Hunt. Um, uh, thanks for your ongoing support, Dale, and the Mounties Board. And uh, also to uh, Noel Pope and the Greater Lawson community. Um, got a new sponsor that's come on today. He's actually joining us on air too with our guest. And um, I want to say a big uh, welcome to you in just a moment. But um, uh, the company's All Manufacturing Personnel Proprietary Limited. They're a recruitment and labour hire company specialising in staffing solutions to the manufacturing industry. If you are making something or want something made uh, they can source and supply the personnel required to make it all happen conversely if you are a person who has skills that would be relevant to a manufacturing company then they can find that company that suits you company owner and director craig beachy has over 40 years experience in the industry so give craig a call on 0416 we're going to talk a little bit further about that a little later or you can get hold of them through all manufacturing personnel that's all lowercase of course all manufacturing personnel.com.au um, actually i might say a quick morning uh, uh, craig you here how are you mate yeah, all good. We are not seem to be coming through on that, that mic for some reason. So what we might do is just put that microphone between you both and we can share that. That, that one there is going to be a bit better for us. So how are you, how are you Craig? Good, thanks, Billy. Good on you, Pleasure mate. Pleasure to be here, mate. Thanks for joining us. And, um, and, and of course, thanks for, for giving us our guest today, um, who I'm really looking forward to hearing uh, a lot about it, um, uh, about Adam Miller and uh, Adam's story. Um, but before we go ahead, I've got to just, um, I guess, give, give a couple of uh, things that there may be some confronting... Uh, ..things a little bit differently. We like to sort of go straight through the front door. We like to be confronting. We like to be raw. We like to be emotional. Um, and I think that's exactly everything that um, mental health is about. So um, without further ado, welcome to uh, our guest today, Adam. Adam Miller, how are you, Ads? Not too bad, thanks. How are you? Yeah, really well, mate. Thanks so much for making the trek up the hill and, and joining us today. Um, how have you been, first of all? Is it, yeah, not too bad. Yeah. Not too bad at all, thanks. Good on you, mate. Mate, Ad, Adam, we want to, uh, I guess, uh, take things from the start today. Um, 
tell us a little bit about yourself, how, where you grew up, um, brothers, sisters, and, and just a little bit of a background about yeah. yourself. Yeah, no worries. Um, born and raised, well, born out at Narramine, the other side of Dubbo, raised at Harden, down near... Country Kuma. boy. Yeah, country boy. Yeah. Very much so. Um, then moved to Sydney when I was probably about 12, 12 and a half. Um, six of us kids, being a wow. farming family. So, or roughly about 18 to two years apart, 18 months to two years apart. Yeah. So, yeah. And where do you lie? Yeah, amongst Roughly that? in the middle. In the middle. Yeah, there's right. three above me, two below me. Yeah, right. So, right. Yes. Okay. Mate, um, I guess the, the, the big reason why I wanted to have you on today was to talk about your childhood and your upbringing. I know that um, this isn't going to be easy for you, um, but... You know, I appreciate you you're coming forward with this, and I'm sure that there's some um, listeners out there that are going to be able to, um, you know, associate with with what it is that we're going to talk about here. So, talk us about your childhood. What what, what happened? What's oh, my childhood was um, very very country, very strict. There was no TV, radio, 40 k's out of town. Weren't allowed to have friends that weren't involved in the church or anything like that. Wow. Um, very much spent a lot of time on my own because the elder ones were too old to play with and the young ones are too young to play with. So I spent 90% of my time by myself as a child. So, mm. yeah. Mm. Right. Mate, where, where did things begin to change? Where did you begin to notice... Uh, uh, I mean, were you a good child? What, did you have any issues as a, as a little bloke? Were you a little terror at all? Or, <laughs> yeah, like, I had, I, like I was. <laughs> yeah, I had a lot of issues when I was younger. Yeah. Um, from what I'm told, I always had a bag packed at the back door from day dot. Right. And, um, yeah, just always wanted to be on the run. Yeah, right. And, and you were an absconder. I was very much so from the age I could walk, apparently. So <laughs> it was... Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, um... There was there was an incident that happened, and I think um, as you were talking to me, I think you're around twelve or thirteen. Is that right? Mm. It, um, talk us through what had happened and, and that day from what you can remember. Um, in what in regards to? Because we've talked a lot. So. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So remember that we were talking about you know, mum and dad wanted you to move out yeah. at a young age. Yeah. So how old were you when this happened? Um, well, I started leaving home within six months of hitting Sydney. So before I was 13, right. I started leaving. Um, since we were so sheltered from absolutely everything growing up, as soon as we hit Sydney, it was just the bright lights. It was the freedom. It was things that we'd never experienced or seen before. Mm. Um, and as a child who always wanted to leave anyway, it was a very big opening for me to just disappear. Right. Right. And which I did. What was, what was your mum like? My mum was very unstable mental, mental health-wise. Mm. Um, when you say that, what were some of the things? Did you self-medicate through alcohol? or No, no, no. Very, my, neither my parents drank or yep. self-medicated or anything like that. Um, yep. Mental health back then, even in the farming community, even though it was just over 30 years ago, mm. was not picked up on, mm. was not addressed or dealt with. You know, mm. it was a farming wife who just dealt with what she had to deal with. Mm. It was... Um, very hard, yes. So pretty, pretty difficult. Very yeah. difficult. Mum's yeah. emotions were just... It was nearly like bipolar, up and down. Yeah. Um, you just didn't know when she was going to snap. Mm. You know, mm. it was not a mother that you could run up and cuddle and feel safe in her arms or anything like mm. that. It was... Um, oh, dear. Yeah, it was just always waiting. So there was that lack of uh, affection 
I oh, guess, particularly from, parents, from, yeah. from both your parents. Yeah. Well, Dad was a farmer. He was left at four o'clock in the morning, didn't come home until after dark at night. So right. Dad was just there to give you beltings and that's all you knew of Dad. Mm. It was, yeah. Mm. This is, of course, on the back of, you know, what your mum would present each evening, I yeah. guess, through, through your behaviour throughout the day. Yes, yeah. Mm. Mm. I'm sure there's a lot of people that can <laughs> relate to this. Yeah. yeah, a lot of mum's punishment was emotionally based and not driven on any actual reason. Mm. Hmm. So, depending on what you did and what mood mum was in, depending on how bad you were punished. So it was, right, right. Yeah. And when did the big incident happen, I guess, at home? We, had, we talked about someone came around and picked you up. Yeah, well, um, I don't... Uh, my parents, my family had, had enough of me. Right. I was in and out. I introduced myself to drugs, alcohol everything right. else in a very short time of moving to the city. Oh, okay, right. Um, and my, um, my behaviour was affecting everybody else in the house. Right. So I was taken to a boy's home as an uncontrollable child. At the age of? Uh, it'd be, be just after 13, roughly. Yeah, dear. Um, you had no idea this was coming? No, no idea. I was just put in the car and taken up there. So you remember this day particularly? Yeah, it was, um, I was just told... I'd come home from being away for a few days and was told to get in the car. All my bags had been packed and everything, and I was just driven. And that was it. And oh, I wasn't mate. allowed to come home until I was better. Right. So, Where did they take you, mate? Um, it was a boys' place called Talon Wilderness Centre down near Goulburn. It's for um, uncontrollable children. It was a very lax police, a very lax place, but there was right. security guards. You weren't allowed to leave. It was. Very, it was like a prison, many It prisons. was very much like a prison, yeah. Wow. The age of 13. Yes. Yeah. So, but Mate, I, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I had yeah. some of the best experiences of my life there too, so <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, um, it's something that I've always picked up on you since I've known you, Adam, is, you know, we can talk about some of the oh, most confronting extreme situations, but you always seem to talk about the positives that, well, that come of it, man. You know? <laughs> it and it's a, it's a terrific asset to have, isn't it, Boats? You know, to oh, absolutely. I was just thinking, um, um, if I was put in that shoe, shoes myself for your experience, and I, I think I would have actually sort of kind of died a thousand deaths on the way to the, to, to the place, um, uh, feeling sort of abandoned and betrayed and... Um, and I may, maybe would have gone very quiet, I'm not sure, um, you know, but uh, um, so interesting to hear you say I've had some of the best experiences there, but I was also shocked to be about told by the family I'm uncontrollable, you know what I mean? Like, like uh, wow. Um, and um, um, I guess what I'm always sort of interested in is um, um, were you sick of yourself at that point, or, or, or was it just a huge desire to experience another world than the one you, you were in? Both. It was, um, I, I would say, yeah, as I said, from a very early age, I, I've known what I've wanted, yeah. and that's always just to travel and leave and everything. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. It was, as I said, it was going there... wasn't told until I was halfway there where we were going or anything okay. and, and okay. so my dad wasn't a man to really express anything so I didn't know what I was in for where I was going and yeah. Yeah. Th thankfully I was treated well um, mm. at that point and yeah mm. okay mm. okay 
I guess um, I guess picking up on, on what Bode said, um, you know, myself, you, you have a lot of self praise or love or lack of confidence and no confidence. Yeah, mm. no, no, mm. no. So that's what you search for, isn't it? Where yeah. particularly when you're looking at substance and, and whatnot, mm. and then oh, I guess that may extend from that that lack of affection and love from your parents at that age. Well, there's a lot Fair of say. well, I didn't know myself. We were children mm. who were raised. Children are seen and not heard. You don't mm. talk until you talk back to like until you talk to. So I grew up very much not knowing who I was. Um, wow. And I suppose hitting the city was me finding myself and trying mm. to work out who I yeah. was. And it took yeah. Yeah. a lot, a lot of years of sleeping on streets and vinny bins and gutters and everything else to, you know, finally work out or get a foot on who mm. I am. So, so how long were you at, at this place? I was, Tal- Tal- I was Talon. I was Tal- there for six months. Right. Then I was shipped up to um, Robinson Triple Care Farm. I was there for three months, wow. and then I was um, before I was fourteen. I was shipped up to the Northern Territory as a jackaroo. Wow! Yeah, tell us a bit about that. So you, you that was you horrible. Just thrown straight into, and that I imagine that this is like slave labour, hard work. We were the the driveway. I was like, oh god, it gets me going. Just, the driveway was one hundred and twenty k's long. We were two hours from where the nearest town was, and it was just abuse. It was just dragged out of bed, floggings at two o'clock in the morning, kicked off your horse, made walk through the desert, just when they were drunk and want to take their anger or whatever out of somebody. I was the smallest. Me and another little fella, we cop beltings all day, all night. It was, and to escape, we had to leave. I actually had, I didn't know who this bloke was, but I had to leave the bloke at midnight because it's the only way we could leave the property. And he ended up being a murderer. So I had everybody, no mobile phones, so I had everybody worried. Because I'd found out he's a murderer and I'm off in the middle of the Northern Territory, Queensland, with a murderer. Oh, mate. Um, he treated me absolutely amazingly, but the experience up in Northern Territory was something that I can't, can't forget, won't forget. Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah there was not one, one bit of good experience. It was oh, just, dear, yeah. mate. How long were you there for? Um, a year and a half, two years. Right. Okay, so you're moving on to near 16 now at this yeah. stage. Okay. Yeah. From there I went... Um, I was dropped off in Brisbane by this bloke, Lyndon. Um, made my own way back down to Sydney. Um, At 16? Yeah, and then from there I, I um, stayed on the streets. I was too scared to go back home. I didn't think I had a home to go to. And then in the process of that, I went to find my parents and they'd actually moved house. So <laughs> I didn't even know who my family was or, or anything. So I just was living on the streets. Mate, this is... Um this is pretty full on, isn't it, Bates? It's, um Yeah, no, it is full on. Um, yeah, it's not uncommon for um, people uh, raised in a, f- um, in a family um, with ways of doing things that just don't fit the, you know, the personality. Mm. Um, I was raised in a heavily Roman Catholic sort mm. of kind of, you know, uh, religion. Um, and I, it, it, as I became 13 or 14, 15, it's, it didn't work for me. I had to kind of, in a sense, my life became... A journey like yourself, um, except I wasn't so terribly treated. Um, I had to discover what is my philosophy, what is um, what is my worldview that I, um, that makes me understand something of myself. Mm. So mm. I think that's um, a, a very uh, your story is a beautiful story of that um, powerful desire on your part to figure out 
on what basis could you live a real life for yourself yeah. other than the life that you grew up in yeah. um, uh, that didn't make sense to you or didn't register or didn't resonate for you. Mm. you know? yeah. mm. um, and, um, and missing out on so much of that education and, and you know, literature. What, yeah, I guess your, your writing and your reading would have been a very difficult thing. Yeah, there's a bit of homeschooling and all that in between. Um, mm. As I said, our only interaction with anybody was schooling. Right. Yeah, yeah. Mate, that's, um, I'm sorry to hear some of that, Adam. It's, um, it's, it's quite confronting. Um, we're just going to take a quick break. I've um, just got to play a couple of uh, short uh, ads for you, see how we go here um, with this new console. We'll be back in a moment. It's the Men's Mental Health Show. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, that one's not working in just a moment. <laughs> here we go. Mountains Air are friendly, reliable and local. Indeed, and the owner is keen to keep your home warm and provide all your air conditioning repairs and replacements. What better incentive to ring him on 0420-704-907 sooner rather than later? Update from the New South Wales Government. Contact tracing helps stop the spread of COVID-19 in our community. Help New South Wales Health contact tracers by checking in wherever you can. If you don't have a smartphone or you can't use yours, ask the venue about their alternative check-in process. For more information, call Service New South Wales on 13 77 88 or visit the New South Wales Government website at nsw.gov.au. Stone Temple Pilots with Plush. Uh, you're, you're listening to the Men's Mental Health Show. I'm your host, Bradley Spillo Spillane, and uh, you're listening on 89.1 RBM FM uh, to the Men's Mental Health Show. I'm joined, of course, as I am every week by my co-host and uh, local uh, psychotherapist, Bodie Marsden. Uh, Bodie's located in Wentworth Falls. If you'd like to uh, give Bodes a call, um, it's 0424 416 969. I'm getting bloody good at that, aren't I, Bates? 0424 416 969. And we have a, a new um, uh, sponsor, and uh, he's with us today. We'll talk about uh, that a little bit later, or manufacturing personnel, recruitment, and labour hire company. Um, they can be contacted. You can get Craig on 0416 700 870 or, or manufacturingpersonnel.com.au. Um, we're joined today by our guest uh, who's come in and, uh, you know, uh, uh, to tell us about his, uh, his story, his life and his journey to date. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's quite an interesting, fascinating, confronting, uh, emotional story. And uh, it's a big thanks to, to Adam Miller for, for coming up uh, to do this, Adam. Um, it is much appreciated. I know it's not easy for you, mate, but... Um, tell you it's going to uh, not just help you it's going to help a lot of people that can uh, relate to uh, what it is that you've uh, you've gone through still going through and um, how you're recovering which we'll come to towards the back end of the program uh, but before we left I guess we talked about your childhood we got to around the age of 16 and yep. um, going through the boys homes up to the Northern Territory with a horrible horrible experience there um, and then uh, coming back to Brisbane and making your own ways, a 16-year-old, homeless 16-year-old, and um, uh, from Brisbane back to Sydney. So what happened when you came back to the streets of Sydney? You're by yourself? By myself, I um, 
as I said, I didn't know if I had a home to go to and ended up working out that I didn't know where my parents were anyway yeah. or any other member of my family. So I was pretty much, I went to, first thing I did was go back to where my parents were living. There was nobody there. Um, house is emptied. Um, <laughs> that was um, very confronting, very... Mm. And then it was just, um, I didn't know what to do from there. It was just sleeping mm. on the streets. And then it took a couple of homeless people there to show me where to go to get meals, safe places to sleep, um, and sort of looked after me the best they could as well. Mm, mm. And I imagine you've had a couple of horrible experiences too. Very, very, very horrible. And no income either. No, well, I had no Centrelink. There was no no Mm. nothing. It was just hand, you know, mouth, you know, hand to mouth. It was... You, some days you ate, some days you didn't eat. It mm. was what it was. Mm. And then, of course, you, you're obviously drinking and some substance as well yep. if it comes around and whatnot yes. because yes. That, you do that to numb the pain. Yeah, definitely. You know? Not just the, like not a just lot the pain, of us the cold, done, you know? the, yeah. the heat, the, just the fear. Mm. Mm. You know, the fear, I suppose, was the worst. Talk, talk to me about that. Well, you don't know where you're sleeping with, who you're sleeping with. You don't know who's going to come along. You don't know. I've had some very, very bad experiences with things that have happened at night, um, mm. particularly one that has never gone away was when we were sleeping in Vinnie bins up in Sydney and um, we had some drunken idiots come and pour petrol into my mate's one that he was sleeping in and set that on fire. Um, oh, there was nothing I could do. I could hear him screaming and bashing on because he couldn't get out. And all I could do was sit there quietly because if I made a noise, maybe they're going to do the same thing to me. It was, you know, it was just things like that. You're never safe. You were always scared. It was... This comes back to you too, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. dreams or when you sleep before you close your eyes and all those types of things. And I imagine that the flashbacks from just a simple file, mate. You you do your best to get through it. You know, it's... um, and it is what it is. Mm. Mm. When you say you do your best to get through it, and I know I, I probably we I do this with you when we're we're not, of course, talking on air. That that pain is pretty horrible, isn't it, mate? It is. You know, um, because to 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 bring back those memories, it then that fear comes up and. And quite often, I talk about fear as I put up a steel wall and I, refl- I deflect. And often, it, when I, what I used to do was used to deflect it with anger. That's and, how I, I, and I would put yeah. that on other people. The ang- on the streets, the angrier you were, the better and safer you were. Mm. Mm. So you had to train yourself to be somebody who really inside you weren't. Mm. Wow. Mm. And that's where the later life comes in makes your later life so hard because then you've got to retrain yourself yeah. that you're not that person anymore. You don't have to be that person, but you, since you're that person for so long, trying again to work out who you really are is... Mm. It's very conflicting. You know? it, it is, mate. And, and then when you try to build friendships and I be don't. that relationships with, with girls... Or and, with, I, and I destroy yeah. every single one. Yeah. You know, I sabotage every relationship I'm in. I particularly don't make friends... I, uh, yeah, I don't know what to say. It's yeah, that's no, okay, mate. Well, you know, we've trust been, is huge. Yeah, you know, trust is to me just one of the biggest things, especially now in my later years, mm. and that's why I don't make friends. It's so hard for me to trust, and mm. Mm. 
You've just come out of a marriage. I didn't want to skip to this point just yet, but we're on that topic. So tell me, how long were you married? What, what, how did you meet and, and what, what came about from that? Well, we, the um, end of it? we met about five years ago. Right. Um, been married for two, met for a mutual friend. Right. Um, I'd never wanted to get married before, not even the mother of my children or anything. I just met this wonderful, perfect, amazing woman. Yeah. Um, and again, I had this, I thought my life was on track, getting me places I wanted to be, and then I had a very bad work, workplace accident. Mm. And um, that sort of threw me. And, and this brought up, of course, this workplace accident, nightmares, particularly about the Benny bin. I don't, yeah, I yeah. don't. Well, I'm not sure if we can talk about this because it's through... Yeah. It's a legal matter at the moment, so we won't go right into it. But you're staying with Craig, who's with us today. Yeah. And you've had a couple of just even flashbacks. And, you know, there was an incident a couple of weeks ago. It scared the hell out of Craig, I think, when the, when the heater went on. When he went to light the heater up, there's something. I'd, I'd smelled 100 barbecues since the accident and everything, and Craig had just went to light the outdoor heater and just that smell of gas... There's nothing anybody could say to me to reason with me that that was not going to blow up and kill Craig. Yeah. There's nothing. And I went inside and then the thoughts are inside of, no, I've just left another mate to die. I've left another mate to die. And I've oh, mate. gone back out and by then they've got it lit. But I just couldn't, you know, trying to get myself back to a normal spot. And that, it scared the hell out of me. Mm-hmm. There's something so, the smell of gas could mm. put me into a place that I could not be calmed down from. Mm. It was yeah horrible. When, when was the first time that you had the opportunity to sit down with a therapist or a counsellor or, or somebody um, that tried to bring this up and you, for you to have a chat to? We, I was seeing a psychologist last year. And this is the first time? Yeah. Um, I'd seen them over the years, like when I was in the boys' home and that. Right. Um, the way I'd see them and everything. Um, wow. There had been one or two times that I touched on them before but um i didn't associate those with people that i could trust so it it was um you know when you're feeling very low or you want to go you know you're feeling like you're going to self-harm or hurt yourself you can't go to speak to anybody because the first thing they do is call the police the police that's right and then Mm. then that creates another confrontation and so and the experiences that you may have had in the past yeah with with that yeah brings it all back from other from other incidences yeah mate um Boats, I want to hear your thoughts about that. You get, what's it, as a therapist yourself, you get somebody that comes in, so Adam's 47, I think yeah. we're a similar age, Adam comes in 47 years of age, somebody with such extreme trauma. Um, how, do you, how do you, I guess, I mean, there, there must be so much work that you've got to do. How do you, how do you start off with, with someone like Adam that hasn't been or, or had that um, therapy over you know we're talking 30 years yeah 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 and that's a good question um and there's no real answers mm-hmm. uh, to that question um other than um someone that's hurting yeah um th- there's a lot going on there's a tumult going on in their heart and their head yeah and um you've got to find something inside yourself 
where you're, um, you've got nothing to offer, um, but an open heart, an open mind, um, and, a, and your, and your arms, arms down at your side, you know, and, um, and you stay with the um, hesitations that come up when a person's yes. trying to talk about what's going on, um, whether or not they can even look at you in the eye. Um, so I get sometimes get young fellow, got a young fellow at the moment, he's 19, he's been through some pretty sh- big shit, really. And, um, you know, he can't quite look at me at times, he's got to fucking start off like this, and, you know, mm. look, keep looking at the door and um, getting up every now and then and sitting down, and, you know what I mean, all that sort of kind of um, uh, uncertainty. But you get, um, because I don't know anything, uh, I've got nothing to offer other than, um, mm. it, it, I'm, I've got to put myself in a place of being guided by what do you think you need, um, mm. and I've just got to listen. And I've, I've got to um, convince you that I'm, that, that I'm going to do something important with the story that you're telling me. I'm not going to write it up uh, while you're talking, fucking taking notes. Yeah. I'm going to be, re- you know, I'm going to be really eye to eye, listening carefully, nodding when you say things, observing your your postural, your voice, you know, the the changes in your voice, all that sort of stuff, and actually um, holding you. I mean, it seems like a mum holds a bub, mm. um, and the bub's a little bit sort of upset by something, and the holding. You know, the, the bub starts to smile. It's ultimately is building a, a big level of trust, isn't it? That yeah, well, well, well it, it, that's the key word, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, absolutely. Are you... Which is a tough um, thing for Adam. Are yeah. you willing to uh, hear me? Are you will, um, Am I going to frighten you? Mm. Are, are you going to, um, you know, make a story out of me and say, oh, I had this party quiet. Um, or am I genuinely going to sit with you? Mm-hmm. And that may take some time. Um, uh, it... it, it um, it, it may never kind of connect, but those moments when um, you feel a shift in your body and going, "Oh, I think I'm being listened to." Yeah. Um, yeah. Causes a postural shift in me and a shift in you, and I think it would go to a deeper level. Yes. So instead of telling me a story as if it's um, uh, been written out and is well rehearsed, um, something else happens. Mm. Yeah. And you might start feeling something. Mm. It might be rage. It might be confusion. It might be actually despair. Mm. It might be that you have to fall on the, on the ground in a fetal position. Mm. And I've just got to sit there with you um, um, as you unpack something. Yeah. Uh, because ultimately, um, uh, the act of um, holding another um, is such a uh, such a personal privilege. I can't say how, yeah. how much you know. Hundred percent. A woman I was working with for three years, uh, her son suicided, and she she just fell apart. You know, just literally died um, uh, with grief. Mm-hmm. And um, at times, um, um, her sobbing um, uh, um, session after session after session. Um, you know, I had, I had to sort of keep calming myself. It's, I'm, 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 you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just witnessing. I'm witnessing a profound pain, um, and I've been invited to witness with her. So we're mm. doing this together. Mm. Um, and my job um, is to manage my own distress, yeah. but cry when I feel like I need to cry because the story, you know, her hurting is so tough. Um, and so she knows that uh, a real communication is happening because. Most of us are hungry for the real communication. Yeah. Oh, mate. Yeah. That's um. It just. Thank you, buddy. It just hearing that, if if I can say, is a perfect 
an absolute perfect example of when the question I get often is, what do I do when somebody says they want to kill themselves? Or what do I do when somebody says they're really badly depressed? And that's just perfect, what you've said. Um, and I want, to, I want to shift now to, to Craig, who, uh, Adam, you're, you're staying with. Um, it, it's something that you're extremely good at, Craig. Um, how did you, first of all, let's just talk about that. How did you and Adam meet? Um, how did this come about? No, we're not. We're still not coming through. So sorry about All that. Right. Yeah. Sorry about that. Um, I just had a phone call from um, uh, from a mate. Basically, said that um, he told me Adam's story through work, um, and that um, he'd um, was victim of an accident. And um, uh, yeah, you 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 recruit for the company that Adam's working for. That's you? right. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I beg your pardon. Right. Um, and yeah, just um, just a guy that was down and out and, and um, just, just needed somebody, needed a place to stay firstly. So uh, we had a spare room and, um, and just took him in and um, just um, basically became his friend, you know, just helped him mm. out and mm. whatever I can do, you know, so. Mm. Um, that, that you're, you're just, your natural personality, Craig, um, I've got to say, you don't see what you have in a lot of people and there's something there that you have to offer for I guess um, what what a lot of us sort of oversee with it with all our um, I guess outer uh, uh, pressures but you know when, when I say that we're you know our mortgages our, our credit cards our financial stress uh, you might be having issues with personal things with friends whatever it is and we we tend to oversee a lot of what you do and that's your calm um, you're kind, you're loving, but more than anything, you have what I call the greatest people that you come that come in with yourself and Deb, and and you give them that opportunity of a safe place, of a of a, of a safe environment. Um, you know, obviously everyone pays their way and everyone chips in and helps out around the house um a lot of us can't do that we don't have that spare room but mm. i guess what i'm saying what we can take from what craig does is and and particularly what from what Bodie has said just just stop everyone and have have that moment where you feel you can give everybody what you've got as far as your time and listening and calmness goes. And it goes so far um, as far as um, getting that person you're talking to or whoever it may be, maybe in your family, that'll stop and think to themselves exactly what Bodhi said, and that is someone's, someone wants to listen to me. Um, it sounds simple enough, but we don't see a lot of it. Um, Mate, it's, it's a beautiful thing. And you're we have fun too. We, we have barbecues <laughs> and play music and, and yeah. all the rest. So, you know, yeah, of course, um, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I dropped in the other night. You did indeed. <laughs> I let somebody else speak on one occasion, I think. Over <laughs> four or five hours. Okay. Spillo gets a bit out yeah. of hand. He gets a bit Because Spillo doesn't go out that often. I'm sp speaking about myself in the third person, of course. But, yeah, of course we do, mate. We do, yeah, we do. And, 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 and that's what I like so much about going down there is there's so many interesting 
and and wonderful people. I, mm. I mean, Matt the other night. It was a what a what a beautiful story. He yeah. came to me, this chap, and he decided that he felt comfortable enough, and and he came out and said, "I'm a bisexual man," you know, mm. and that was just such. You could just see in his in body language through mm. his shoulders and his chest the relief. Yeah. You know, he was pretty uptight. He, he was stuttering, this yeah. chap. And I sat down and I listened to him. And, you know, you could just see his body language release this tension of, wow, I feel, I feel I can be myself now. Yeah. Um, I get a lot out of that. Mm. Um, I know he got a hell of a lot out of it. Yeah. And, and you and I often say we feel selfish because we're the ones that, that grow or get the, the yeah. best from it. But it, it's, it's a beautiful thing to do is to give somebody your love, to give somebody your time, to give somebody your trust, to be kind. It's, um, it's, once you do it, it's not a hard thing to do, is it, mate? That's true. And it's... Uh, and it's well, like you said, it's very satisfying. It is. It is. It's beautiful. Yeah. All right. Um, so, so Adam, mate, you've, you know, you've, and, and thanks, mate. Um, I know this isn't easy. So you've moved in with Craig. Um, yeah. yeah. Tell, tell me what that's, that's been like for yourself as far well, as being able to. Save my life. On, on that trust. On that, so you, you, your marriage had broken down. I yeah, beg your since pardon. the accident. Um, I wasn't sleeping. Depression went really bad. My PTSD was through the roof. We couldn't share a room because I'd wake up yelling and screaming sure. from the accident. Right. And I just basically sabotaged that marriage. I, yeah. I know what I did wrong. I, I had the best thing in my whole entire life and I knew what I was doing and I was doing it. I was killing it and I couldn't stop it. There's nothing I could do. And I just lost the most, most important special thing that I had in my life. Mm. Um, that I worked so hard to get to, and when I finally got it, I destroyed it. Mm. Mm. And um, if it hadn't been for going to Craig's house, I could honestly say I wouldn't be here. So um, it, um, mm. Mm. It, it's amazing and to hear you say that, mate, because I speak to so many men that have broken down with their marriage, um, and a lot of blokes, and this is a really important point, will shift blame. Um, to their partner oh, or no, to out of, out of force. I don't, yeah. I don't hear many men that have gone through a, a marriage breakdown that talk about their actions as being the one that's responsible. And, I, and I'm sorry, but you've got reasons behind that. There's, n there's no reason to really be putting this on yourself, mate. The great thing is that you can grow from this. Yeah, you, well, you learn, you're learning so much from yourself. And we, and we talk about that, don't we? We, yeah. talk, we talk about how our lives have changed, particularly in our early to mid-40s, how we've become better listeners. Yeah. We've become softer. We've become, you know, people that like to grow from, from hearing other people's experiences that allow ours to change yeah. and to take ownership. And it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing to hear that, isn't it, Bodes? Yeah, it is, but I'm very interested, um, you know, Adam, just that um, you knew you were screwing it up, um, but you couldn't pull back on that sort of like destructive a, like behavior. like watching from a, you know, another person. It was what, what was... Did, did, did you ever struggle with your own internal dialogue about uh, why, is, why are you killing this off? Always, because I know in my head when it's happening that it's all wrong 
and when I can't stop my voice from saying the things that I'm saying and the hurtful, mean, nasty things that I didn't mean a single word of, it was um, I was just hurting and I wanted somebody to hurt with me. I suppose wow. it was um, wow. as selfish and horrible as that was. Um, that was my easiest. It's who I took it out on, my wife. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. She did not deserve that. My grandkids didn't deserve it. Nobody deserved it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and, um, mm-hmm. you know, I have to now live with that. that yes. I had the most beautiful, perfect relationship, and it was. It was, there was nothing I couldn't do. There's no, no strings attached, nothing. And mm. there's not another million years I'd find something like that. You know, all my life I'd been searching, I found it, and then I ruined it. Not her, not anything else. It was, you know, I have to live with that now. Yeah. And if it wasn't for Craig and that, I wouldn't... The other week, it was, I had everything all planned. I had letters written. I had mm-hmm, stuff mm-hmm. already. I had oh, mate. everything in place. Mm-hmm. I wasn't mm-hmm. going to tell Craig. I wasn't going to tell anybody. I was just going to tell him I'm taking off to see family. And I was, I'd planned for days mm-hmm. and days. It wasn't any rational thought or any rational plan. It was I fully planned to kill myself. And mm. it only took us the night before, the morning I was going, and just this young fella turned up and he just said one nice thing to me. It's something so small and silly and stupid, but it stopped me. There was just one kind word and it just snapped me out of it and yeah, I'm here. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that, isn't that powerful, isn't it? You know, that that you were killed off um, by the family story and the family's decision to actually describe you in a certain way and therefore um, uh, dismiss you from the family story, yeah? Um, and then um, later on, you know, we it's very interesting that we repeat the things that have happened to us. So you got killed off, then you got ki- you killed off your marriage um, because that's the only thing that you kind of knew that was, a, you know, that was the language, that was the sort of operational model. Um, but something else sort of happened when that per, uh, younger person said a kind word, mm-hmm. that your kindness returned or that your kindness for yourself um, of, um, and your survival, your capacity to survive, mm-hmm. terrible sort of wound, woundings to your psyche, to your spirit, yeah. to your soul, um, um, you know, triumphed ultimately that, that, that there was a redemption that you could grow through this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a kind of remarkable story. And, it, it, and um, you know, I'm only th- thankful that you gr- grabbed the words of that young person and actually took it on board. Same you allowed me. it to actually soften something, a decision, mm-hmm. I'm done, I'm checking out. Yeah, because it was a very much set decision. And yeah, yeah. It's just, as I said, it's just simple words and I... Um, I had to let that young fella know how much what he yeah, actually yeah, 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 and, yeah, yeah, sure. But it was um, it's so hard to break out of when you're that low, that down, and you stop looking for things to to help you break out of it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. You know, I stopped looking at the people around me. I'd only been at Craig's for a couple of weeks then. You know, I just didn't see any other hope. And then this mm. young fella just came up with a kind word, and it was just enough. Well, you become numb, don't you? You, you do. You, you become numb from. From thinking about your well, family or you your don't friends, sleep, all you do is just process. And that's a massive well, thing, sleep. Like, yeah, you know, of course. It was yeah. Twenty-four mm. hours a day, sometimes three days in a row, wow. and I was just sitting there, mm. just thinking, 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 and looking at the ceiling. Yeah, yeah. and mm. um, it's, yeah, mate. Thank you for sharing that, Adam. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, 
you know, I mean, look at this bloke next to you. There's so much love that both he and his wife have for you. Yeah, I know, and you I know. just couldn't see it. Yeah, I know you don't. Mm. But, you know, you can now. Yeah. That's, that's the wonderful thing. You can now. And if, you know, you can see that how much that would destroy yeah. him, um, his wife, um, your flatmates, um, myself, yeah. um, and those that love you. You've got... The great thing is you've got so many people now that love you, mate. <laughs> that, you know, but that's I mean, hard to accept when as I, well. I, mm, We, we mm, don't mm, shake hands. Mm, I, I, mm. I love you, mate. But that's hard to you, accept and it's it hard is. to... You know, I just wait for it all to end. You know, it's just that... Mm. For mm. everything that's happened in my life, I just wait for everything to end. I wait for the, you know... No offence, Craig, I wait for Craig to come out and go, oh, I've had enough, you had him get out. Not that that would happen. Yeah. As if I know that's, that's far from... But, you know, as an example, I'm just yeah. waiting all the time... To just be... Yeah. You know? Well, mate, I can tell you it won't happen. <laughs> it won't, not from this bloke. He'll move oh, out. I know, I know. He'll move out before you do, mate. Don't worry about that. <laughs> but that's what the whole, whole thing does. I know. Yes, yeah. you know. Because yeah, um, you feel like you're being a burden. You feel you like do, you feel useless. You feel like you might be dragging him down. You, yeah. feel, you feel like you're dragging other people from their flatmates. And, but you're not, mate. Yeah. I, I see when I go there... And we might be having some food or some drinks. You're constantly going around seeing if everybody's okay. <laughs> you're constantly cleaning up. Um, mate, you're a special bloke, Adam. <laughs> All the, you know, I, I don't get to meet people like yourself. I, don't, I haven't had a lot of people that come on this show that are just so candid, so openly honest and raw like you're being today. And it's a, it's a massive thing, mate. And, and it's no going to help so many people. Be, you know, and I told yeah. you, I will, yeah. you know, if I can help somebody else or if it, yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah. yeah. Adam, what, what would you tell someone listening who, who flirts with or sits in the idea of checking out? Uh, what, what would you tell someone who's listening today? Give it one uh, more day, give it one more minute, give it one more hour. Okay. Just, just give it just a little bit extra time because it... You don't know what's going to happen in that next minute, next yeah. hour. Wow, wow. Yeah, yeah. Just wait. Yeah. Just wait. A, no matter wow. how bad, just wait. Wow, wow. Thank you. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Good on Thank you, you, mate. Thank you. It's that, hard. You can't. And making yourself try to wait. Yeah. You, it's a battle in itself. Yeah. Just, just wait. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, no. But th but there's a great understanding, isn't it, that if we can grab some idea of a future, despite even the sort of the terrors or the fears or the lack of trust or the sabotage tendencies, all that sort of stuff, but that we're prospecting in the future. There is a future, and trusting that uh, uh, as a profound sort of kind of act of belief. Um, then we can get through the most difficult sort of times. And this is what you're saying so beautifully, Adam, is um, take the next minute, you know, uh, give it another minute, um, because you never know the new moment that offers a hand of friendship yeah. or offers a, 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 an invitation. Yeah? yeah. You just yeah. said that so beautifully. Yeah. Uh, and I think there's such a powerful... Um, uh, word of advice that you're giving today. Yeah. Uh, Mate, yeah. And, 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 and for us, I guess, you know, what you need to do, uh, guys, girls, is have a check-in. Um, you know, the, the signs are very clear with Adam. Very, I mean, not everybody is as open um, verbally about their story or their journey. So 
pick up on things, pick up on, on differences on, you know, we often talk about, you might see somebody, they often do their hair and they're looking a bit scruffy today. Just little things like that. Make that call, reach out, ask the questions. That's what we need to do. It's not just giving out numbers and saying, hey, if you get struggled, call Lifeline 13, 11 to 14. It's we each have a responsibility to act. And uh, I can tell you now that that pain that happens if someone close to you decides to take their life, then knocks on to yourself. Um, so reach out, everybody. Ask the questions. Get in there, get down, get dirty, and get personal. Uh, it's such a, 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 an important thing. We're just going to take a break. Uh, it's a men's mental health show um, brought to you by Mounties Group. Uh, of course, my good mate, Noel Pope, uh, and the Greater Lawson community. Um, also, too, of course, Bodie Marzen. Uh, Bodie's located at Wentworth Falls, uh, psychotherapist. But Bodie, of course, is the, my co-host, uh, 0424416969. And, of course, a um, uh, big welcome to our new sponsor to, to today, uh, Craig Baby Beachy, uh, all manufacturing personnel, recruitment and labour hire company specialising in staffing solutions uh, to the manufacturing industry. Of course, if your company wants to implement a workplace plan, growth strategy, quality assurance, health and safety, whatever it is, all manufacturing personnel can engage the best con uh, best consult uh, to get whatever they want to get the job done at the best price and they are personal. Having known Craig for over five years, I can tell you now it is personal for Craig. Craig goes well beyond what his clients need and um, does the right thing by everybody, as you can see today by Adam. Right now, they're uh, actually looking for uh, a mountains-based person uh, for a company that installs insulation. Uh, if that's you, give Craig a call, 0416 700 870. 0416 700 870. Champagne Supernova Oasis. Um, quite a long song that but we, uh, we we just needed a little bit of a break um, uh, which I'm sure uh, everyone that's been listening can understand um, it was nice to to just uh, to get up and, and and to give each other a hug really because um, it got got a little bit heavy there uh, and um, mate I, I, I know I've said it already a few times but I, I just cannot thank you enough Adam for really coming in serious but getting down and and really getting stuck into it um to making yourself so extremely vulnerable um you know for those uh, i'm going to put a photo up here a lot of people walking down the street no offense my my friend but <laughs> could look at adam you know he's got he hasn't got a lot of hair if any he's got a, a beard and tattoos and a lot of people see adam might cross the street but you can listen to this man talk he's he is such a beautiful, kind, um, uh, and vulnerable man. That's um, that's you know in, in a very very dark place at the moment, um, but has turned the corner, I believe, uh, and to bring himself with the value of wanting to live, um, to building friendships. Something that's been extremely difficult for for Adam to do is to to give his trust. Um, but uh, for those, it's to give someone that time to listen um, and to listen with love and, and to listen without judgment. Um, uh, and, if, and if you're unsure, then maybe just go back and start this podcast from the beginning because there's a lot to learn. Um, and I say to, 
to the listeners, you know, we all know someone that's that's going through a hard time, through a through a separation or a breakdown, marriage breakdown, or, or has lost their job, or, and is in that dark place. Send them this podcast, guys. Um, yeah, sure, it might trigger them in many ways, but I think there is so much uh, that has been said so far, and so much that we're yet to say. Um, uh, particularly turning the corner now and where we're going to go to. Uh, but uh, there's so much for so, so many people to, to listen and learn from. So, um, yeah, we, you, you're tuning into, of course, we, we, we do all this up here at Katoomba in the Blue Mountains of uh, Western Sydney, of course. Um, very chilly day out there, but uh, it's coming up to uh, just after 12 o'clock, you know, 89.1. Um, your host, uh, Bradley Spillo Spillane on the Men's Mental Health Show. Of course, I'm joined every week by my co-host and uh, psychotherapist, uh, Bodie Marsden, 0416416969. And of course, uh, we're here with uh, my good mate, uh, Craig Beachy, who's, um, who's just come in uh, from all manufacturing personnel recruitment um who's decided to uh to show some um some some love for his good mate and sponsor the show um and and of course my our guest today um adam miller um Adam, before we went to the break we we really did you know get to that dark place which i can't imagine for one moment or i can i've been there but I, I it's so hard for me to bring that up where i was but it certainly brought up a lot of those things for where i was in that space and so many similarities i mean it's it's, it's basically it's it's the same yeah. you know um and uh and and thank you um but i want to talk about the changes and how i guess we got from where you were um and what's changed since then? What What are some of the things that you've that you've noticed that you've changed, you've implemented, and, and Craig also um, to get back on that track of, of going forward, being positive, knowing that you've got value. Um, what happened? I think it's the people that are around me. Yeah, as I said it took me a week or two to work out. You know, I was put in a strange house with people I didn't know and everything. Mm. Um, I didn't know what to expect or. Anything. So it took a week or two for me to sort of settle in and get to know everybody. And that's what I mean. That process I was going through happened when I still wasn't very. I mean, I was close, but we we're still building on on a friendship and everything. And all I'm just so blessed to have Craig and Deb and other people and you in my life at the moment. And that's you Thank guys you, are what I keep looking back on when I. You know, every day is a bit of a battle. You know, yeah. every day's harder than some, you know, it's, it's, it is what it is. But mm. knowing that I have people there that, you know, I can I love trust. Him, mate. Yeah, yeah. That, and that won't look at me as if I'm crazy or I'm a psycho or anything else <laughs> like that. Or You're far from it, mate, I can tell you that. You and know. also I don't get hassled if I'm having a bad day and I don't come out of my room. <laughs> yeah. You know, mm, it's mm, left mm. to do our own thing. If, you know, we're not, don't, our faces and show them for a while, well, then we'll get a text message or something. And, but, um... It's just having a secure, comfortable place yeah. where I feel I fit in now. Yeah. yeah. Um, has made, well, going from a point where I thought I absolutely had nothing yeah. to yeah. now having something. I've just gone through a roller coaster of emotions. Mm. Mm. And, um, you know, between Craig and Deb, they give me just the levelness that I need. Craig is so wonderful and soft. And mm. 
Deb just doesn't muck around. She doesn't tell you what you want to hear. She tells you what you need to hear. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And that is the most wonderful, <laughs> refreshing. I love that. You know, there's no back door or windows no, in Deb's house. It's no. front door only. And it's so refreshing. Mm-hmm. And She's lovely, you know, mate. they both give me a bit of what I need. Yeah. Do you know, because I don't mm. always need that kind love. I also sometimes need, need that bit of hard love. Tough you know? love. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. say, snap out of it, Adam. You know, yeah. and. You know, sometimes it does make a bit of a difference. Well said, mate. So, well, yeah, well said. Yeah. Um, you know, I think uh, we, we talk about, and you, and you mentioned, you talk about that trust. You talk mm. about that being able to change. I, I spoke before, but I'll, I just want to say it again. Mate, I, I have so much admiration for you. To hear you talk, there is absolutely... There's no blame. There's no victim here. There can't be. You, you put it all upon yourself and you accept that. You have to. Um, I know, mate. And, and, and I say that this, this is a perfect example for, for anyone else. You can hear Adam's not spoken about any of the actions that his wife has done or, 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 or those outer um, um, experiences that have perhaps come to him that he could so easily point the finger or blame he's taken that on board and I'm not saying it's a bad thing that if you do that men uh, I'm just saying that it, it, you know this is a, a, an amazing man that we can all learn from I've learned so much from you since since meeting you you know it took me four years to get to where you are it's taken you four weeks um, but you know it's another incredible asset, life asset that you have, mate. Um, oh, thanks, mate. So, mate, yeah, yeah, give yourself some praise and some love for that. You talk about we've, we've turned the course. So the, the positives, and there's so many to come from this, Bodie. Um, you know, to hear, as I just mentioned, um, you know, the fact that there is no blame, that he takes all that on board. There's so many things that we can draw from what Adam has said and his story so far. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, no, Absolutely. You know, I always think that um, the greatest teachers uh, uh, come out of the hardest uh, life experiences. Yeah. Uh, it's like you've been burnt by a big fire, you know, by a, um, a, a sense of abandonment and, um, um, you know, the, v- the very core of you has been burnt to the, uh, at, at some level, but, but in the fires you've distilled the wisdom and a basis for living. And then the more that you speak from that, um, you know, the more that you do become uh, a teacher among us when we're faltering. Yeah. Yeah. Because you've understood that journey, you've understood that faltering, you've you've understood that uh, despair, that idea that there's nothing left for me, Mm. um, and um, and come through the other side of that. So, like Dante's Inferno, the great story of the descent into the uh, it's one of the great poems of the. Uh, 15th century um, you, um, you've had your descent um, and you're coming out of the side of it with a powerful story of mm. liberation and freedom um, that all of us need to hear um, when we're caught up in our struggles or wh- whatever they may be that there, and I, I'm sort of mindful um, you know in Japan um, that they select people to s- find solutions to problems like education or an ageing population or the or the, um, um, the climate ch- uh, challenges. But what they do is they form two groups. Mm. One group that's uh, looking for a solution in present time. The second group um, are looking for a solution in f- for 50 years' time, the same problem. Mm. Always the people, uh, the group that actually is looking for a solution 50 years hence, 
um, seven generations ahead, come up with the most creative, powerful, dynamic solutions. So when you said, hang to the next minute, take the next moment, hang there for the next hour, um, I just thought that was such a beautiful example of, of extending the time frame. We yeah. make our best decisions when we are prospecting in the future, mm. when we are future oriented. Mm, with yeah. hope, with a sense of, yes, this will change. Mm. So I just think, um, you know, that, uh, <laughs> that, that, that is just so fantastic. Um, the positives, you know, like, uh, I don't know what it's like for you to actually be sort of uh, sit with this mantle of, um, of, of, got a, of, of acquired wisdom, <laughs> just, just through the sheer sassiness of hanging through this terrible mm. time. I'm reminded of Maya Angelou's poem, um, um, Still I Rise, and Still I Rise, despite my sassiness, still I rise. You know? Yeah. Yeah, mate. Yeah. That's what you're doing. Yeah. 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 Isn't he what? He is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. It's a bit, very moving and uh, well said, Bodes. Um, you know, to pick up on that, it's. Um, he, he's right, I, you know, to just, just hang in there for that one moment, just, just, and to look to the future. Um, it's hard at the same time when I guess you feel you've lost everything, yeah, you know, yeah. you've lost your marriage, you've lost your job. But I often talk about, and, and Bodhi talks about often, the fact of... Uh, we might have a fire alarm here, but that sense of purpose. Um, when your purpose is taken from you or you've lost that purpose, and I, you know, your purpose is your marriage, you've got kids, um, and you're not seeing them or, or you've lost that, and then your job, you've lost that sense of purpose. And it, it, I, I see just, just the tiny things that when I go around to, to Craig and Deb's place, you try and find purpose just in little things. Well, it is. I mean, the biggest... My purpose to keep me going every single day is I get up in the morning and as hard as it is, I go have a shower and put clean clothes on. Yeah. You know, that is... Get into that routine, don't that you? That is my purpose. And if I can get doing that in the mornings and get yeah. that done every day, well, then everything else after, that's a lot easier. Yeah, yeah. And you go around and you check on everyone. <laughs> yeah. See how everyone's going. It's amazing that a lot of the time that we're, we're similar to you and I. We're... We're more concerned about a lot of other people than we are about ourselves a lot of the time. Well, I've you know? been cold, I've been uncomfortable, yeah. I've been in watching and sitting, even if it's something so small as a friend just sitting there seeing them uncomfortable, it's mm. nothing to go in and get a jumper and put on them and, <laughs> you know, or offer them something to eat or a cup of coffee or something like that. And, yeah. you know, as I said, I know how little things like that can make a difference in somebody's life, so... Yeah. Yeah, you're right. If um, I, and I miss this. I should have said this earlier. If any, if anyone listening uh, has got a question or would like to ask, you know, like to ask Adam, Bodie, or myself anything, um, or Craig, uh, 0404077666, send me a text. Um, we've probably only got about 10, 15 minutes left, but send us a text, 0404 uh, Alternatively, if you're listening back on the podcast, of course, you can get hold of me through my Facebook page. Send me a Facebook page of Men's Mental Health Show. Um, yeah, send me something through Messenger. If you've got any requests, I'm happy to pass them on to Adam um, or Bodie for that matter. And um, yeah, fire away. Um, you know, we'd love to love to do that. Adam, um, 
where's where are things now where where are we looking at for you i mean i know it's tough mate you 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 know you're out of work um how do you what's happening you've got a a court case i think in in regards to that um where do you do you do you do you stop now and and i guess is this the right thing to be asking baby what do you do do you perhaps start asking yourself where i see myself in six months 12 months is that something that perhaps we should be looking at or as if we're in a situation where adam is so i don't know mate i'll go to you adam first well for me for me at the moment you know i'm still waiting for medications and psychologists and psychiatrists and everything else yeah. so for me at the moment it's um it's just a day after day thing you know mm. i don't know where i am i don't know what my thing in the moment isn't it yeah i don't know mm. what my future's going to hold as far as work or anything else goes yeah um or what i'm allowed to be going able to do for work sure. all those things um to me it's just waking up every day sure. and just dealing with every day as it comes do you do you, uh, do, you do a lot of reading do you or do you, well, do you like of, watching documentaries what's, what's well because of my accident time yeah because of my accident i have a lot of trouble with my ears and everything i can't sure. listen different tones and pictures really affect me so um i listen to audio books all right it's a one tone one yeah. thing um and, oh, what, do you, what do you like listening to oh all of like david eddings and you know right. raymond e. feast and you know stephen king all the older anything is you far like that stuff yeah well anything as far from reality as i can get right um, mm. i don't and that, that helps you it moment. does very yeah. much so it's anything yeah. i can listen to that isn't real life or anything else like that something yeah. i can just immerse myself into and know it's not real yeah and just let myself go yes yeah. that fiction yeah. yeah i guess you can try and bring that into reality down the track maybe but, yeah but, but right now that's that's what's important for you to fill in that time well it's also an escape you, you're concentrating yeah. on the the book same as reading your mind goes into a different spot mm-hmm. you know you're not stressing your anxieties and going a million miles an hour and mm. you know just it's a good way to calm down and is this a yeah. good thing boats Oh, absolutely. Um, um, I tell all my clients, that, uh, what are you reading? And if you're not reading, uh, I had a, you know, like a, a young fella, I gave him a book uh, yesterday um, you know, to take and read, um, and he likes to read, um, and it's, his, um, it's part of his... Um, um, you know, there's, there's often there's two worlds, isn't there? There's the world that we're stuck in, for whatever reason, and there's the other world, the other, which is our imaginative world, uh, or um, the world that of possibilities, um, and we've got to be able to inhabit a world of possibilities yeah. as much as tolerate the requirement of living in the current world, whatever whatever's going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I always think the power of of imagination um, is ultimately the greatest um, uh, asset that we've got to be able to imagine another reality, to to imagine. Um, yeah. Speaking about that as well, we were talking about dreams and stuff. Yeah. Yes. I beg your pardon. Sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Um, but also the recovery um, in dreams of those parts of us that are missing, because when the world um, screws us down or events happen that cause wounds, mm. we give up on parts of ourselves that are hopeful. And I think that's the recovery of those parts that we, we gave up in the pure um, requirement to survive the terror or the horror that was going around and just to be angry or to, um, as a way of surviving, um, is to bring those softer parts um, that uh, women often carry for us. Um, um, and they become part of us. Yeah. That we start to actually um, uh, adopt that posture mm. of uh, tenderness um, to ourselves and others. 
um, uh, um, and um, you know I can hear that that's what you do by attending to others if they're cold. Go, yeah. Go, you know what I mean? You've got a lovely um, uh, a part of you that's uh, I wouldn't I would I'm thinking of the word maternal, caring, yeah. attending to. Um, and, I, and I think that's a beautiful part uh, part of you that you're um, taking ownership of. Well, I'm trying to get that back. Well, you're trying to get... Uh, <laughs> so powerful. It's I'm getting back something that I had to give up. Yeah. It's what not a easy. beautiful it's journey of retrieval. But it's not, uh, and it, yeah, it's not easy. Emotions um, are very... Yeah. Working out your emotions and yeah. what emotions are appropriate for yeah, yeah. different yeah. places yeah. and yeah. times. Going to what those emotions exactly. are doing to you. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Starting to think, I was talking yesterday... Uh, with my therapist, I was talking about the fact that I'm starting to go to those, what my emotions are telling me, mm. or starting to listen a little bit more. We talk about, let's talk about that now. Let's talk about the guilt more as the action, but the shame more as the emotion. Um, because that's a big thing, particularly where you're at right now in your life, isn't it? Yeah. You have a lot of, sh am I right in saying that? There's a lot of shame. Yeah. And, and do you go there and say, well, look, what's, sometimes that shame can make me sort of feel cringe. Um, for me, it, it makes me, my chest sort of sink in. And then when I start to think, how do I deal with this? I sort of start to get tense in that chest yeah. and start to push out. How is it for you, mate? Um, Sorry to throw you in the deep end, yeah. but, you know, but you know what I mean? Because it is, yeah. it's such a, a powerful emotion, shame, And it can often turn into, no, like for me, in that situation where you were, my shame would often turn into anger. Yeah, well, it does. And, and then I acted on it. Well, that's how it's always been. It's only been in my later years that I've started to accept and acknowledge the shame for what mm. it was and to accept it for what it is and nothing I can do about it anymore. until I get myself yeah. to a point where somebody can help me get better. Mate. I don't know if that makes any sense at all. It does make sense. And as I said, now it's just about a time about finding myself, finding who I am. Mm. And I'm in a spot where I don't feel I have to be this macho man, this, you know, rough, tough guy who... Yeah. You know, has to put on a front or wear front, a mask, no. as we often say. Yeah, at where times. I'm living now, I don't have to. No, you know, mm. if I'm upset, I don't feel bad. If I have to cry, if I'm mm -hmm. angry and have to go to my room, I don't feel bad about that. If you know, it's it's such an important thing, isn't it, it is. in recovery? It is, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Um, it's you know, powerful, Adam. All, all of us men have had to find our um, emotional parts and restore them back into their rightful place. You know, it's, it's a bit boring if it's just the only thing you got is I'm mad I'm, or I'm bad or I'm sad. You know, I mean, I've got, yeah. there's so many other rich emotional uh, tones to, uh, or to what it is to be a good man um, and to be able to uh, have a toolkit of um, emotional responses and not actually feel side-blinded by them or embarrassed by them. Um, you know, the, the tyranny of just only being angry is a tyranny. Actually, uh And come from another place, yeah. and, and I just think that what is such incredibly is exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm learning to because um, the angry voice is really interesting too. Because uh, you know sometimes I'll hear um, the angry part of me go, "You need to fire up now," yeah. and, and uh, you know it's chattering around my shoulder. You know, don't take that bullshit. You know, you know, and I'm going, 
Okay, yeah, I'm hearing you. Um, I know of you. Uh, you've been, a, um, you know, you've been part of my toolkit, but um, I, I'm I'm going to step away from you for a little while. So, so uh, thank you for the message. I'm, I'm going to come from a place of compassion, or I'm going to come from a place of I don't know. Yeah. And as I'm okay that I don't know right now, um, uh, uh, and that I don't have to protect myself or advance my interests. I just yeah. need to be here in the space, open. Uh, uh, ready to receive something. Mm. Um, but our emotions have got to be accepted within ourselves. Yeah. You know, you can't be angry with yourself and kick yourself for being angry or for being yeah. jealous or for yeah. being, yeah. you know, these yeah. are natural, normal emotions. It's yeah. just, you know, I carry mine a lot overboard um, yeah. okay. because yeah. I'm still working out my emotions yes. and how to deal with them. But uh, yeah. Yes. Mm. Yeah. No, this is Absolutely. great stuff, guys. This is, it, there's some real hard but soft and, and beautiful lessons in this. There are. There are so many things in this that are just spot on the money. Mm. I've got three stanzas to a poem. Wonderful. Can I read it? Let's go, Bates. This poem is by um, A.W. Auden. Um, he was a mad uh, a British poet, now a long deceased. Um, well, it'll he, fit right into this show if he was here, mate. You've got to be mad. You've got to be mad. Anyway, <laughs> he... Um, Spent some time with Freud, um, you know, the, oh, yeah. uh, the, the psychologist that started to open us up to psychoanalysis, to exploration. Um, and some of us love Freud and some, and some of us think um, he was the biggest crackpot out. But um, Auden wrote these three stanzas and they're, they're really beautiful. And he's saying, he, meaning Freud, wasn't clever at all. He merely told the unhappy present to recite the past like a poetry lesson, till sooner or later it faltered on the line where long ago the accusations had become. So he's talking about the wounds of life yeah. or whoever said, you're this or that, mm. you're too much. Mm. Mm. And right. suddenly yeah. knew by whom it had been judged. And really, how much life had been good and how silly. And was now life forgiven and more humble able to approach the future as a friend without a wardrobe of excuses, without a set mask of rectitude mm, mm. or an embarrassing over-familiar gesture. Fantastic. What a freedom to be Pistic. able to sit yeah. in the future without holding yourself in a rictus mask. Yeah. Mm. To become more fuller in oneself. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, Freud was a quite a remarkable um, yeah. oh. uh, uh, thinker, yeah. um, and he gave us a freedom to explore and un uh, uh, something about who we are um, in a, uh, without techniques or strategies. Or, or the current psychologists love their strategies and you know do this, do mm. that. Mm. But to to come to terms with the journey that you've been on, and that you have a future, yeah. and that you are becoming. You are always becoming, and hopefully that becoming is um, something that becomes more profound, more deeper, more insightful, mm. yeah. um, and more at peace with the reality of existence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Bodes. I love, I love how bloody real you are, man. I, I do, mate. It's, you know, to see and spoken to so many therapists across the line of, of your profession, be it psychiatrists, psychotherapists, psychologists, counsellors, you're so different. 
you're so real. Um, so when I say that, you, often you speak to, to therapists and, and they're not going to tell you about who they are or their faults or their experiences. And, and you offer that, but you give that, mate. And it's so awesome to see and have that. Thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, it's a wonderful thing. Lovely. Thank you. We're about to, to wrap things up. Um, but before we do, um, massive thanks, of course, as always, to the people that sponsor the Men's Mental Health Show and also too, to RBM, uh, the TAFE here as well, where we uh, have the studio uh, that um, the Mounties group, my good mate Dale Hunt, and the Mounties board also too, uh, to, to my good mate down there at the post office in Lawson, Noel Pope, uh, and the greater Lawson community. Um, and a big welcome, of course, to um, all manufacturing personnel, the recruitment and labour hire company uh, specialising in staffing solutions to the manufacturing industry. Uh, you get hold of uh, Craig Beachy, 0416 700 870, uh, or of course, allmanufacturingpersonnel.com.au. If you or anyone wants to sponsor the show, but more importantly, if you or anyone uh, you know that might want to come on and, and maybe tell your story, um, maybe make yourself bloody vulnerable. Uh, I think it's going to be a pretty hard act to follow after this bloke today. Um, I'm going to put this one right at the top as an example of um, what what we need to do. Um, you know, my father called me last week and he said, I've uh, had a good friend of mine who's who, who's lost a son um, to suicide. And I believe she lost another one a few years ago. I can't imagine that pain. Um, I sent, uh, I, sent the, I sent the Nick Newling um, uh, podcast but uh, I'll be sending this out to a lot of people because because Adam there is so much that you've done today and I, and I touch on that word as I so often do vulnerability um, I haven't had a guest that's made themselves as vulnerable as yourself including myself um, that's really put yourself <laughs> out there mate it must must feel like you're completely naked. Yeah, um, something I think I need a beer, but... Yeah, <laughs> so, well, you, you can do that, mate. You've, yeah. The layers that you've stripped off today um, to get right down to, you know, that tissue, that, that, those, the ligaments, everything, there's no skin that's been left. And, and I want to thank you, mate, from the absolute bottom of my heart for what you've done. I want to thank for, you too. Oh, thank it's you, mate. coming on here and opening up about it too is it's not easy but it, it's also a good thing I think for me personally. How do you feel? I'm sitting here shaking and a little bit you know, sweaty and all that but a little bit dizzy in the head but I'm feeling I'm feeling good. I'm you feel feeling better yeah. a, a bit better than yeah, I do. Yeah. 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 It's um it's a wonderful thing I think I've had people say it can be quite cathartic um quite empowering um but I think it can, I think the, the key word is humbling, isn't it, Bates? It's um, yeah. I think to be humble, to be, uh, to have gratitude, um, to have some consolations in life, uh, to have some contentment, is um, an, an important part of being human. And to be struggle or to be just focused on dough, mon money, or whatever, um, is such a narrow sort of kind of way of thinking about um, sentience, being alive. You know, so the broader. Um, platform that you can come from the the, uh, the broad baskets of knowledge that you carry within yourself. Um, um, and, uh, all power to uh, to that. So, uh, yeah, um, uh, and Craig, I mean, um, yeah. yeah, thank you, baby. Beautiful man. Oh, he's um, a rock. That's what I'm thinking. Um, you know, uh, look you know. at you, this is you, for those. He's only said a couple of words. You do, 
But he just says so much, doesn't he? He says so much with his eyes. He oh, says yeah. so yes. much, just that his smile. body language. Yeah, and that smile. You know, you bring yeah, yeah. that up. It's, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're incredible. Um, and the willingness to open. That. I mean, that's, a, that's hospitality. That's mm. uh, what the Māori call um, man, um, um, manakitanga. Yeah. Um, uh, opening up your space for those who who need to be held for a while, who, who need nourishment, who need a quiet, still place, to regather with family again. Um, to have an, a, a good man, a good father-like figure that's uh, opening to you. Um, yeah. You know, so much in my journey, I've come across older men Amen, who have man. taken me under their wing and said, uh, come here, boy, you, you look like you need a little bit of sort of kind of uh, good fathering. Yeah, yeah. yeah. bit of guidance, <laughs> bit of direction, <laughs> bit of discipline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Amen yeah. to that, brother. Yeah. I can uh, feel that, mate. I yeah. feel that. I'm a Make bit you selfish, too, because it makes me feel good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah, well, that, well, that too. It gives you um, a sense of your own dignity, and uh, absolutely. But I think that's that re- beautiful reciprocal dance, isn't it? Between yeah. what was you can offer something, someone's ready to to, uh, to step into that offering. Uh, you feel good that uh, the person who's needing some help actually feels they can relax, and and yeah. um, and it's a reciprocal dance, and it feeds both of you. I think that yeah. that has to be. Um, the basis of all living mm. is that it's working for both of us. Uh, it's working for all of us. Mm. You know, the Blackfeet um, nation, at the top of the pyramid of hierarchy of needs, wasn't self-actualization for the individual. Yeah. It was for community ag- actualization. Mm. It was for cultural perpetuity, for the family, the, the tribe, continuing to be happening generation after generation after generation. That was the primary um, or the apex of actually sort of becoming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah well said, mate. <laughs> Fantastic, man. Um, of course, uh, you know, these, uh, uh, for those that, um, you know, I have to say, uh, if you need to, uh, you get yourself in a spot of bother and you're wondering who to call, you've got Lifeline 13, 11, 14. Of course, you've got the other uh, places like Beyond Blue and whatnot. There's a lot of, a lot of things out there. But, but again, what, I, what I'd like to say to, to everybody is um, maybe if there's something that you can take from today, I'm sure everyone's different, but uh, just make a call. Make a call today. Um, Think about your circle of, 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 of friends and influences and, 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 and who's, who's not going so well at the moment. Um, to say that uh, all my friends are going fine, well, I, I, I don't believe you. Make a call um, and ask them the questions. Say to them, how's things going? How's your marriage? How's the kids? How's your job? Are you struggling? I'm here, mate. I want to listen and I want to care and I want to love you. Um, that's a really important thing to do. And, and, and as well, if, if you are that person that is struggling, I'm, th- I'm sure we've, everyone might have a Craig Beachy. Everyone might have that person that they think that they can call. Do that. Make that call and say to that person, look, I need, I need 10 minutes of your time, mate. It's a very difficult thing to do as a man. But just say, I'm struggling. I need you to listen to me. Um, I know that's a very difficult thing to do, but that's what we've got to do. That's what we needed to do to get the numbers down um, for so many men taking their lives and kids and women and all the rest. Um, I want to thank you again, Adam. Thanks, mate. No problem. Been, you've been me. wonderful, mate. Craig, thank you, baby. Um, so often, you know, Craig and I 
met five years ago through the loss of uh, uh, one of the Blue Mountains' greatest cricketers, um, Andre Curry, uh, who sadly took his own life. Um, we've been good mates ever since then, and we've tried uh, to build on, on preventing suicide through men. Um, and you've done a wonderful job. I think uh, it's very fair to say you've saved this bloke's life, Craig. Yes, um, and I think that that is probably the greatest uh, gift of love anyone can, can give in this world is to save a life. I truly mean that. Um, and you've done that, Craig. So cheers, man. You've, he's, a, he's a wonderful man. Oh, I do. <laughs> Good on you, babe. Um, Bodes, you've been fantastic as always, mate. Um, Bodie Marsden, of course, psychotherapist in Wentworth Falls, 0416 416 969. Um, no, no, 0424. Sorry, I beg your pardon. 0424 416 969. 0424 416 969. I only do that every third episode. <laughs> but, mate, but, Bodes, seriously, mate. Um, cheers, mate. Thanks for being real, man. Thanks, um, I guess for your for your wisdom, for your knowledge, you, I know you love to read. You're so passionate about your poetry, and you you can deliver that and put that forward in words with with love and 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 its purpose and its meaning. And and it's uh, it's been wonderful to hear that today, mate. Thank you. Uh, Men's Mental Health Show, of course, you can get hold of the uh, at the website, which is mensmentalhealthshow.com, or, of course, on the Facebook pages, Men's Mental Health Show, or Bradley Spillane, S-P-I-L-L-A-N-E. Uh, we're going to be back next week, uh, same time, at 11 o'clock on 89.1. Um, again, guys, this has been one of the greatest shows we've done. So please, if you're listening back on the podcast, share this to somebody that you think uh, may be struggling because there's a lot of great messages in today's show. We'll see you next week. Thanks, everybody.